Welcome to David's Speaks. Hello everyone, this is David Speaks. And uh, this isn't really uh, going to be anything uh, like super useful or practical for the most part. It's mostly just going to be like... my own personal ideas and things. Because um, you see a lot of people who are just... I mean, there's not nothing wrong with it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this, or that it's bad or wrong or whatever, but... Um, it's just the question of... Uh, you know, why... Why do you have to do these things? Uh, so this is about our society, our culture, and this this rampant consumerism that we have. Oh, we have to have the next phone, the next car, the the latest technology, and um, it's really one of the problems that I have with the society that we have, and it's one of the reasons why we tend to, I don't know if how far along of this I'm going to go, but it's why we tend to not really see the bigger view. So many people are unwilling to even you know, just look at why they're doing this. What what is what exactly are you doing here? You're just wasting your goddamn time with things that don't really matter all that much, honestly, if you want me to be completely honest. Um, you know, all these material things, all these things that you're you're buying, you're you're trying to get for yourself. At a certain level it's what it's it's uh useful and it's necessary and some ways like if you're trying to survive and you're just you know trying to get food and, and shelter and things like this it's one thing but at a certain point um you're basically just going down the rabbit hole of more 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 um and that doesn't really solve your problem because the problem isn't more things the problem isn't that you you don't have enough things that you or that your things are bad or or whatever. It's the thing that wants more things called the mind. Um, and most people are are too. They're all just focused on everything else. Getting, getting things, getting more things, bigger, better, better, more, yay, capitalism. Um, there's a couple of problems with this. One, one, one of the problems is that it's not sustainable to do this because we do have a limited amount of resources that exist, and these companies that that are basically exploiting this are limiting these resources even more than they already are. Number two, 
it's like an endless cycle and so we're going to be using up more and more of these limited resources for things that we really don't need and so our technology has become our god in a sense um Because it's been, it's, it's becoming more about like the newest cra- fat craze or the newest fad or the greatest new technology, the greatest iPhone. Oh, this new iPhone's coming out. It's going to be great. Yay. Um, and don't get me wrong. I like to have a phone and things like this, but why does it have to be the latest, the greatest what is why is it like that every year they have to come up with these new phones the thing about this is is a lot of people blame these companies for these for this problem like oh these companies are just greedy they're just making new phones every year and making sure that you can't use them because they're greedy but really the, the blame here if you would call it blame which I'm not really calling it blame I'm just calling it what it is, uh, is that if it wasn't for everybody saying the greatest, the latest, this wouldn't really be a problem. And really, if you think about it, like if, if most people were focused more on, you know, things that were like intangible, like happiness or peace, or deconstructing their belief system to find more freedom and things like this, they would probably be um, able to afford things more. Um, but because they're focusing on the latest phone, oh no, look, look, the latest watch is coming out. It's going to be able to, uh, apparently there's the <laughs> new watch that comes out. It's going to be testing your blood pressure or something. It's just like, okay, that's cool and everything, but it's not something that you have to sit there and you have to get but most people are just like oh no this new thing I have to, I have to get it I have to find a way to get it and like I said that's fine I'm not, I'm not guilting you into not getting it but if you think about it logically and rationally what happens if you have this mentality um in actuality, well, number one, to, to in order to get it, you have to sit there and do all these things to get it. And if you can't get it, you don't have the money to get it. It creates, you know, frustration, not satisfaction. And if you get it, how long is your happiness going to last? What, like a week, uh, two weeks, a month, two months? It's not going to last very long. And Possibly the most important thing here is that if you do end up getting these things, what what it, what is the cost to you besides money? The cost is um, lack of discipline and self-control in a sense because 
if you're if you're going for the newest and the latest and all these things, there's nothing wrong with these things. But if that's like your end goal, if that's what you're chasing, all these things, all of your desire, basically, instead of controlling your desires and saying, well, this desire, you know, while it sounds cool and everything, isn't necessarily going to be fitting you my life, uh, is um, what I call lack of discipline, lack of self-discipline. This doesn't mean that you suppress your desires. It means... You choose the desires that you you feel fits your your life path more accurately. Um, it's really interesting, actually, because um, now that we go back into this, I'll go back into the desire thing in a minute, but. Then I'm thinking about this whole corporation thing. Like everybody blames the corporation for exploiting the worker and all these things that the corporation does, the environment or whatever it is. But really, when you think about it, what what exactly? Who exactly empowers these corporations? Who gives them money? Who get who? Um, tells who tells them that what they're doing is is working. Um. Our dollar, our dollar does, or our money keeps it going. So if if somebody's to blame here, uh, and like I said, I'm not a big fan of blame because it doesn't really work. I'm just going with what actually is, right? Then who who's to blame? Is 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 it the corporation for doing all these things, or is it us for keeping uh, supporting this? Um, and like I said, it's not about blame necessarily. It's more about like what's actually true, what actually is in the moment. Um, and it's not just the people itself that's the problem here as well. And with the com- when it comes to this, it's not the, just the people that are keeping this in place. Don't get me wrong, um, because there are other factors at play. But the corporations, if there is blame or fault to go around, aren't the only ones that are at fault here. So that, so going back to the idea of desires, of you don't have to... Uh, so basically, I had an insight a while back that said just because you have an emotional reaction to something doesn't mean that you have to have to honor that reaction in innocence and what this means is that just because you get angry doesn't mean you have to sit there and you have to blame and you have to criticize and you have to do all these things there are healthier ways of dealing with your anger besides doing these things and the fact of doing in fact doing these things doesn't actually help get rid of the ang- anger but the mind tends to think that it does in a sense uh, and so <clears throat> In the same way, just because you have a desire doesn't mean that you have to listen to this desire, respond to this desire. Um, and that seems to go contrary to this whole consumerism uh, thing that we have been dealing with for the past like 50, 60 years, however long it's been. 
and eventually we're gonna have to take responsibility for our our desires because we're gonna reach a point where we can't keep doing this anymore because we do have limited resources as a, as a planet and we're just taking our desires and going wild with them in many cases chasing after the latest phone the latest game the latest whatever it is uh, to cure boredom or whatever it is instead of actually going after the, the root uh, cause of your desires you don't want to do that no just just buy the latest video game don't listen to what this guy's telling you He's dumb. Um, things like this. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with these things, but uh, it's the reliance on them to make you something that you cannot be because of these things. And that thing is happy or peaceful or whatever you want it to be, comfortable. Um, some things can make you more comfortable for longer periods. Like shelter, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you can't get comfort by having shelter and food and water. But besides that, you don't really have, you know, besides that, you don't really get too much from these things. Um, you know, tech, the latest technology, while useful, is kind of like, you know, it's like, um, in the same way, there's this, this is, there's a phrase uh, that says that if you give a man a feed, fish, he can feed himself for, for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he can feed himself for life, right? So the same, in the same way, you could almost think of it this way. If you give a man something that he wants, he'll be happy for like a week or a month. But if you show him a man how to find true happiness beyond things and objects he can be happy for life um, uh, the only reason why I wouldn't necessarily go there is because happiness itself is the problem happiness itself doesn't really um, work it doesn't really give you what, it, what you think it does I'm more concerned with what's called peace so if you give a man something that he wants he might be peaceful or uncomfortable with this thing for maybe a week or a month or two months or three months. But if you show a man how to be peaceful without objects or things or ideas or concepts or beliefs or ideologies, he can keep himself peaceful for life. And... While these companies, they may exploit this, this weakness of the mind. They didn't create it, and they don't tell you to um, stick stick with it. Well, they do. Don't get me wrong, but they don't. They don't have command over your choices. You can make the choice of um, listening to the desire or not listening to it. Um, and, it's, and it's not one of those things where you listen. You don't listen to it by using willpower. You don't. You listen. You don't listen to it by letting it go. 
Just let go of this desire. It's not that complicated. But the mind makes likes to make everything more complicated than it really needs to be. Or it likes to make things m- more uh, difficult, would be the word, than it needs to be. Or more important than it needs to be. Or more serious than it needs to be. Or more drastic than it needs to be. Um... And and this actually goes back, in a sense, to something that I was thinking about last night when it comes to the news and uh, whatnot. And the the interesting, the the problem, that really interesting problem, um, it's not an interesting problem, it's actually really disturbing, but it's also interesting because it also explains a lot of things about the mind as well, is that because the news only reports the the worst things that exist, you know, violence, terrorism, rape, whatever it is, um, people look at this and they go, "Oh my God, the world is so horrible." And but in reality, crime has gone down. Like I think it was like a half, fifty percent, or thirty percent of what it was in the nineties. Things have been better than they've ever been since pretty much forever. There has never been a time that has been better. But because people, you know, they see these things on on the news and because the news doesn't report life, they just report tragedy. And I'm not blaming the news for this. I'm not blaming people who report the news for this. This is just the facts of life here. Because they report all these things, people are just like, "Oh no, oh, what are we gonna do?" And so you have this victim mentality increased, um, versus like what's actually true. Like, oh, crime is down like seventy percent from what it was in the nineties, or something like this, or. Something along these lines. Um, although that was that was in two thousand, like I think it was eighteen or something. Uh, things are maybe a little bit different now, but still, things are still. You know, they're they're not, they're not as bad as the the media and the news would have 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 you believe they are. Um, but because. They don't necessarily get ratings for for reporting positive news or, you know, more accurate news. Like, oh, this year today, violence has actually gone down. Instead, they report the violence and the crimes versus, like, what's actually true. Because the violence and the crimes sell. This is not me dissing journalism or news. This is just what it is. Um, whether you think that's right or wrong, I don't really care. That's not really my point here. I'm not here trying to um, place blame. I'm just explaining to you, you know, something that should be obvious, but because most people don't really think in these terms, they think in terms of like right or wrong or blame or judgment, uh, they, they miss these things. 
Um, not everybody, not maybe not even most people, but many people. Um, it's really interesting how the mind it likes because because you have so many concepts and ideas and judgments and beliefs and on so-called understandings about the world you don't actually see the world um not really because what you're actually seeing is these ideas concepts beliefs judgments and understand these so-called understandings about the world instead of the actual world itself and so this is why I keep pointing out uh, the episode from actualized.org called The Power of Letting Go because that's the more that you let go of these judgments the more you can actually see the world for the way it actually is. The more that you let go of your desires about oh I want this thing well, it might be a nice thing. The more that you can see the core flaws of of this system, uh, the more that you can kind of let go of the mind's need to react. The more you can see the flaws of that system, and so the more you can kind of let go of all these things, you start really realizing. At least I did. Started. I started realizing the flaws the innate flaws in the system that is the mind itself the ego whatever you want whatever you want to call it and so <laughs> i dare you to do this i dare you to let go of these things it doesn't have to even be forever or even for like a year or a day or 7 hours it can be for like a minute, a couple seconds, 30 seconds, just to see what it does. And then you'll find truth that is beyond words, but can be kind of explained to you in words. And the truth is that the peace, the happiness, because what I'm really after here is peace, because happiness, like I said, uh, has the possibility for its opposite, unhappiness. Uh, so the truth is, is that the peace that you are seeking, the the comfort, the happiness, is already within you in this current moment. And that the reason why this is not obvious to us is because we are we are holding on to these things, these attachments, these these desires, these assumptions, these judgments, these ideologies, these beliefs, these values, these understandings, whatever it is. Versus letting go of these things. Oops. See what I mean? See what I mean? So if you if you let go of these things, it doesn't have to be everything at once. Just like one thing at a time, whatever comes up. So if you have a desire to eat ice cream, just let it go. So how do you how do you let it go? You let it go by 
Not using force or willpower to say, Oh, I need to let this thing go, go, go away. But just letting go, like releasing all effort. You may notice that it takes a lot of effort to hold on to these things. Um, I'm going to be leaving a link in the show notes to this episode of The Power of Letting Go. I've been talking about it a lot these past couple of days because I think it's really important. It's probably going to be one of the most important things that you will probably ever do, in a sense, because this letting go is is not something that you'll lose anything. You're not going to lose anything when you let go. If anything, you're going to gain something. So this this is one of those insights, the insight that you you don't have to react or give in to or believe your desires or your ideas or understandings about rea- reality. Or you, you don't have to react to your emotions. Uh, it's really important to understand because the mind automatically likes to react. Like, no, this is bad. No, I want this thing. Don't tell me I can't have this thing. I'm not telling you you can't have it. I'm just telling you to be aware of the flaw in the system. Awareness is, is, is what's needed here as well. Becoming aware of your desire, whatever it is, and then letting it go. Letting go is really interesting, uh, and it really does help to remove a lot of the uh, distractions from your life, because the ego is all about distractions, the next technology, the next video, the next TikTok uh, session, your, your... you want to watch TikTok or Facebook. Oh, I just got a like on Twitter. Oh, cool. Um, things like this. Like like I said, there's nothing wrong with any of these things, but... Um, the problem is the, the mind itself likes... It sees these things and wants these things, and so it tries to chase after these things rather than realizing the core flaw built in the system here the core flaw with this idea of chasing and wanting and desiring in the first place letting go is really awesome it makes you freer uh, calmer more peaceful and even in a sense more objective Um, 
when you let go of your judgments. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to be completely objective, but you're going to be more objective about what is and what is not. It's not about your theories about science and, and logic and rationality or spirituality or self-help or psychology or you know politics. It's about what actually is. What is actually true for the world, for the mind, for this moment? Doesn't mean it's always true. Doesn't even mean that you're completely correct. But it's about getting closer and closer. Not even to be being correct, because that's also a trap. But to being free. To being completely free. Um, so if you want to keep playing the same games of desires and oh the next thing the next whatever that's fine I'm not judging you for that um, I'm just pointing out the core problem the core problem here um, with these things So, you may notice some changes in the next coming weeks, because uh, it always seems like this podcast changes every every like couple of weeks. Um, you know, at one point for a long while it was about awareness, and it's still about awareness, but it's also about letting go because I think awareness while useful and it is helpful uh, can also be a kind of trap um, so it's about letting go I think that's that's where I'm going to be be for the next while um, and probably for the next you know, at least the next couple of years or, or longer. Because um, while awareness is important, but it's not the only uh, pro- part of this process. So, if you want to learn more about how to grow yourself or free yourself, well, one thing I'd recommend to do this is to let go. Let, let go of your previous ideas and judgments and understandings and uh, things like this. About yourself, the world, and others. And about heaven, or hell, or God, or Satan, or whatever you think exists. Allah. Maybe you think I'm wrong. You know, just let go of these judgments. Um, may not necessarily be the easiest process in some cases, but... The reward is worth it. Another thing to keep in mind as well is that just because he let go of it once doesn't mean it's gone forever. 
uh, so you may have to let go of it multiple times, but eventually you may notice a lessening of this thing that you're let, let, letting go of. Um, one of the interesting things that you might want to let go of first is actually this uh, and well maybe maybe not first that might be hard for you to do at first but is this idea of perfectionism oh I have to be perfect in spiritual terms or uh, whatever it is that you're trying to do um, because that's you know it's keeping you from being free um You know, you might you might think that because I talk about these things that I'm I'm some kind of enlightened person, or you know maybe I'm wise or perfect or something. But that's not how any of this works. Maybe maybe um, in some ways I'm wiser, but in some ways you might be wiser. Maybe when it comes to you know doing something or art or something along these lines so it's not about being wiser or perfect or more perfect than someone else because in the, all, in the end that's just another ego game that your ego plays like I need to be perfect I need to be completely certain about everything that way I can never be fooled again and things like this and you know that that doesn't really help you that much, um, because this certainty is always going to be threatened. This perfection is always going to be threatened. Ultimate perfection is not about being perfect in the usual senses of the word that we think of as perfect. Ultimate perfection is about the idea is is understanding the idea that. Everything is perfect here and now as it is. Doesn't mean that things can't be changed, but it means that ultimately consciousness itself is already perfect. Perfect doesn't mean that you don't need self-improvement necessarily. What it means is that consciousness is not the same as ego. And ego itself is... Well, it's actually worse than this. It's actually more uh, complicated, but... Consciousness is, itself is perfect. God itself is perfect. But perfect... Only in the sense that... In this moment... Everything exists... There needs to be no explanation for things. Um, because this idea of perfection that, that I'm talking about here has nothing to do with become, be, being greater than everybody else, like in this like superiority sense. Oh, he's perfect. He has a perfect body. No, it's more about like 
what actually is. There's no, there's no greater or lesser. There's no worse or better. There are just what is. Um, and so perfect in this state of consciousness is more about what actually is. It needs no explanation because it's already perfect. But because we live in time and consciousness itself is um, not necessarily timeless, but yeah, it is basically the timeless. But it also encapsulates and encompasses time. Um, but be, but you can almost think of it uh, almost in a sense that past, future, and present are all one thing, and they are all present. Because every past moment that exists was once a present moment. And every future moment that exists was a present moment. And and then the in in the state of and then pure consciousness, all these moments are not actually moments at all, but are just the same thing. Consciousness. There's no such thing as non-consciousness so much as there is not being aware. Non-awareness. Non-consciousness is more about, in the senses that I use it, is more about, like, being aware of yourself. Pure self-awareness. And that's another thing entirely, which I might go into in other episodes, but, uh, anyways. Um, it's almost 40 minutes long, it's 37 minutes long, this episode, so I'm going to be ending it here. This is, uh, David Speaks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or any other episode that I've done, Leave me a voice message if you're a member of Anchor, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me there at Beyond Minds with a Z. Talk to you later.